All right, welcome to the Pro Football Doc podcast. Thanks for joining us here. And we will cover in great depth topic du jour, Mahomes. Mahomes malfeasance, that has been suggested by a lot of people in media and social media. I think even Boomer Esiason said that he would bet a million dollars that Mahomes is playing this next week. And a lot of suggestions out there of he's going to play. Does he have a concussion? Does he not? They're wrong about this. A lot of fans talking about this. We're going to go through the concussion protocol, and I'm going to tell you why the NFL will play it straight here, and Patrick Mahomes will play it straight here. And all the conspiracy theories really don't hold any water here. But let's go through the injury. Most of you have seen it already. Uh, Third and one, middle of the third quarter. Now, it's half a yard. Why don't they sneak? Let's not forget, the last time I recall Patrick Mahomes snuck the ball, he dislocated his right kneecap. I'm not saying that that's likely to happen or going to happen, but that stays with you too. Um, Andy Reid defended this play saying, you know, running the outside gave him more space. But also, the last thing he wants to do is tempt fate and have something happen to his quarterback on a sneak like it did last year where he made that tremendous comeback. But let's look at the play a little bit and let's watch it run here where he gets hit. Most of you have seen it. Um, Third and one, makes a move, gets hit. Tough hit. And we'll get close-ups later. But clearly, he struggles to get up. Clearly, he's off balance or weak on one side, falls over a little bit, and his lineman catches him, Mike Remmers. Otherwise, he would have fell down. You can't judge by look in their eyes, but certainly the little stumbling and off balance, the quote blank stare. You can't judge concussions by that, but certainly it meets criteria. Now there, he hits the back of his shoulder and then the ball, and he falls on the ball. But if you look closely, they'll show this replay again, I believe. I don't even think his head gets hit. After the game, Andy Reid said he got hit in the back of the head, but I don't think so. And even there, I don't think his head contacts the ground. His face mat contacts the ball, but it takes a forearm to the neck area, and we'll come back to that. And he gets his neck tweaked a little bit. And clearly, he's stumbling a little bit there. So here's the deal. The first statement I'll make to you all is, you don't have to have a concussion to be in the concussion protocol. The way the protocol works is the protocol is initiated whenever there is suspicion from a player, from a teammate, from self-reporting, from the eye in the sky, from the referee, from the medical staff. Low barrier. Once there's identified anything suspicious, you enter the concussion protocol, at least the screening phases of it. If you don't pass the screening phase, if you don't pass the tests or if you do pass the screening and you do pass the tests but if you show visual evidence of impairment neurologic or otherwise and clearly there Patrick Mahomes did he was off balance and he almost fell back down it doesn't matter what test you have you will be ruled to stay in the concussion protocol that doesn't always mean you have a concussion 
but you are absolutely in the concussion protocol. The only way you can get out of the concussion protocol is if at the game they determine a cause that is clearly not concussion related. And I don't know how you prove that in the heat of the moment there with that video evidence. Yes, he didn't get his head hit. By the way, it is possible to get a concussion without a direct blow to the head just based on whiplash. Everyone knows that the, the jello analogy, right? As the jello slams against the edge of the bowl, the jello, the hard shell of the head with the in fluid, the brain as it shifts around. So you don't always have to have a direct blow to the helmet, to the head to get a concussion, but you usually do. So just because there was no blow to the head doesn't mean he gets out of the concussion protocol. This is why if you were following along at Twitter and profootballdoc.com, before he was ruled out, Officially, I said he's not coming back because he met the visual criteria. And it's always better safe than sorry. If there's any question or any doubt, you're supposed to keep him in the protocol. And that's what the red hat is there for, the unaffiliated neurological consultant, one on each sideline. And they have to sign off to, for someone to return to a game. The team physician makes the call, but the UNC gets veto power. And so... Um, there was not a realistic chance that Mahomes was returning to the game, whether concussion or not concussion. And if you go to the uh, Outkick article we'll go to in a second, we talk about that and how he get back in. So now that he's in the concussion protocol in-game, he's ruled out because of the concussion protocol. Doesn't mean he for sure has a concussion. Obviously, you saw him run into the locker room, and that was a good sign. He was moving well there but it would be hard to get out. So with that, there are times that you end up not having a concussion. I'll give you one time this year. DeAndre Swift was put in the concussion protocol, and it turned out he didn't really have a concussion. He missed a couple weeks of time, DeAndre Swift running back of the Lions. It was determined that his symptoms were related to migraines. And so once his migraines were over, he actually came back fairly quickly out of he was out of the protocol, but still was ruled out of games because of his migraines. So that's that it may have been something with the neck. And uh, we talked about it yesterday here uh, in the Mahomes concussion article that I wrote for OutKick. And basically we say, how is he going to get out of the protocol? Mahomes can be cleared to play versus the Bills. Uh, if they determine that the injury is not a concussion after all. But it still would take the independent neuro to confirm that. The team cannot declare that. The other way is to not have ongoing symptoms. So let's go through what the concussion protocol is at this point in time. First of all, fans, media, don't freak out. You will not hear from Patrick Mahomes this whole week. That is by rule. Uh, he already missed his standard Monday radio broadcast, uh, radio's hit. Chad Henney apparently did it. But that doesn't mean he can't speak. That doesn't mean he's feeling symptoms. That doesn't mean he's not doing well. By rule, once you're in the concussion protocol, you cannot speak to media or do anything in public. And so don't get concerned by that. By report, Andy Reid has said he feels fine. This was after the game and this morning. But let me tell you, 
you cannot get good news, definitive good news in the concussion protocol the next day or the day after. You can only get bad news. And here's what I mean. Just because he feels great, and let's assume that's true. Just because he's passed all his tests, and let's assume that's true. That does not mean that he's going to be good to go for Sunday. He's got to progress through the concussion protocol and the return to play protocol that we'll go through here. But if he had symptoms today of headache, visual issues, or anything, chances would be very, very high that he would not return to play on Sunday. So any definitive early news is actually bad news. You have to hold on to later in the week for definitive good news. In terms of return to play after a concussion, uh, I wish I had it at my fingertips, but I did a survey study, uh, and it wasn't this year, it was a couple years ago, uh, but under the same current concussion protocol and policies. More often than not, when a player got a concussion, and it was about uh, half a concussion per game is the rate per team. But if you got a concussion, more than half the time, you did not play the next week. So that would bode poorly for Patrick Mahomes. And the reason why I wanted to title this Mahomes Malfeasance is I can't tell you the number of times that I heard on social media and otherwise how people said there's no way he won't play and this is why kind of deal. Money, this, that, the other. We'll go through that in a minute here. The bottom line is I do believe Mahomes has a better than 50-50 chance to play, but not a guarantee. And here's why. Number one, no direct blow to the head. Any loss of consciousness or otherwise may have been from this vagus nerve thing, brachial stun thing. Maybe. And there's some hints that may be the case now, but no definitive reports. And the fact that he doesn't have early symptoms. So with that, with all comers, it leans him towards the slightly more likely to play. But let's go through what the whole process will be. First of all, you need to go through five steps here. I know this is a little hard to read. Step one, rest and recovery. Step two, light aerobic exercise. Step three, controlled aerobic exercise and return to strength training. Step four, football specific activities. Step five, football participation and full activity and practice before clearance with the emet and making sure there's no rebound symptoms before seeing the independent neurologist. The usual time frame is to do that on Friday do the Friday practice, and then Friday afternoon, go get cleared. It's a lot more complicated than these five steps. There's computer tests, timing tests, there's uh, reflex testing, there's all sorts of screening against the baseline that goes on. So it is more complicated than that, okay? Um, but the main thing is, he's gotta go see the independent neuro, him or her. Now, admittedly, all 32 teams have this independent neuro. They all live in the home city of the teams. And that's just a matter of being pragmatic, right? You don't want players flying all over the place, even without a pandemic, to get cleared. So is there a homer bias? Well, maybe. Uh, these guys can't have cannot have affiliations with teams, cannot have a stake in the game. They're independently appointed by the NFL 
and the NFLPA jointly, right? And so there's dual scrutiny over the situation. And there's usually two, one in a backup, just in case someone's on vacation or something. But they are in the hometown. So if you want to have the conspiracy theory that the hometown person is going to rule in favor of Patrick Mahomes, uh, I guess you could. But then this is why typically the names of these guys are not released to the public, who the independent neuro is. It's not typically released to the public. For first, My first thing for all of those in a conspiracy theory is the Chiefs almost lost that game. And yes, it's easy to say the NFL doesn't want to see a game without Patrick Mahomes. I don't want to see a game without Patrick Mahomes. But of course, you would rather see many more years of Patrick Mahomes than see him this time and then not see him from now on. So, But the bottom line is the rules were followed. Imagine if Mahomes was determined to have a carotid artery, vagus nerve thing and put back in the game. The number one news headline would be conspiracy. The NFL somehow jury-rigged it so that he could finish the game. Him being out of the game almost cost him the game. So that's the first thing that didn't fit the conspiracy theory. He may indeed not have a concussion, and yet he was ruled out as part of the concussion protocol by UNC, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultants on the sideline that live in Kansas City area, right? So he got ruled out. So that speaks against the conspiracy theory. The other thing is, you have to understand, the team physician, you know, I get it. You say, well, he wants him back. But I know the team physician with the Chiefs very well. He's not going to do that. But also, for team physicians, people don't realize this. Team physicians are not employed by the team. They are not beholden to the team. They are 1099 consultants and contractors. When I was in the NFL for the 17 years, 95% of my surgery and income came from outside the team. That's generally true. Less than 10% of a team physician's income comes from the team itself. You're selected because you're successful in life and in your practice and in the community. And, uh, you know, I've said before there are 15 to 20 surgeries a year on a team, depending. And assuming I did them all, I mean, in, a, in an average busy week I would do that many surgeries so it's not the bulk of your practice it's the most high-profile part I'll grant you that but it's not the bulk of your practice financially so I don't see a team physician skirting the rules much less an independent neuro who gets paid very little to do their job just the consulting visits it's not a high-priced gig they still have their own busy practices and why would a doctor violate the Hippocratic Oath? Well, you can say he's gonna get paid off or he's a fan, but that just doesn't hold water. You would never violate your Hippocratic Oath. But here's the thing, even if you were getting paid under the table handsomely or getting pressured, why would you do it? Patrick Mahomes is a $500 million guy. If something goes south on Patrick Mahomes in terms of concussion or his brain, Besides all the negative press and loss of reputation that this doctor would have in terms of probably hampering his main breadwinner practice, because people say that's the guy who mismanaged Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going there. That would be huge impact on him and his livelihood, more than any bribe or anything that he could want to do. But also think of the liability on a $500 million guy. 
Are you, the average malpractice insurance is one million, three million in coverage. Do you really gonna risk your house and home and your livelihood just to see a football game being played? It's just not likely, to, it's just not gonna happen. So that's why I wanted to address these once and for all. There will not be any Patrick Mahomes malfeasance. Do I think it's more likely than not, based on what we know so far right now, that he will play against the Bills? Yes. But the chances there are going to be any of these shenanigans, I think, are zero. There are also lots of jokes, well, the NFL is going to make sure this game's on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. The, the championship games, the conference championship games are always on Sunday. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely true. There are also people who have said, well, they're going to come up with COVID to delay the game to make it work. Uh, first of all, if you have COVID, that doesn't delay the game. Only if there's active spread within the team does the NFL consider that. So that seems a far-fetched theory. But I will say congrats to the NFL. we got three games left, the two conference championship and the Super Bowl. And so we're, it looks like we're going to make it through the season. So congrats to them. All right. So let's hope for no news right now from Patrick Mahomes, as any definitive news would only be bad news. And hopefully we've to debunk that there would be any potential malfeasance here. But let's talk about one other thing before we move on from Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's the main target and topic today. The turf toe. Everyone's forgotten about the turf toe. Uh, even if he weren't in the concussion protocol, I think Patrick Mahomes would be very limited in practice this week. Seems to me he has a left turf toe. It did bother him. He did limp around. He wasn't as fluid moving around. And maybe there was at least one throw that he threw short because he didn't step into a throw. But I don't see how he's going to miss the game. Whether it's a tape job, a steel plate in the shoe, or injection to numb it. Look, even if he just guts it out and plays through pain, 85% of Patrick Mahomes is clearly better than any other option that most teams have, much less the Chiefs. So I'm not overly worried about the turf toe, although it is definitely something to watch. I don't think his turf toe by video and mechanism is as bad as, let's say, Philip Rivers' was by mechanism and video. But then again, it might affect Mahomes more because Rivers is just not very mobile, whereas Mahomes is. But even when he had the touchdown run, it seemed like he was a little bit hampered in his mobility. He seemed to get stiffer. But I think he's going to play just fine in terms of his toe, but won't be 100%. Uh, if he does uh, face the Bills. So the turf toe is a concern. Um, let's not forget about it. Yes, it can swell overnight. Would not be surprised if you heard a report about an MRI on his toe, etc. I think it's a turf toe variant of the big toe joint. All right. Uh, thanks. That's uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm checking because my phone went off a few times here. If there's any big news here. All right, I guess the big news that I've been texting about is uh, Vita Vea has been activated off of injured reserve. That would be another big boost to the Buccaneers along their defensive line. Fractured his ankle against the Bears in October. I think it's a stretch that he would play this next week. But if he looks good, he might make it for the Super Bowl if the Bucs make it. And that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, for the divisional round here, uh, part two of the uh, Pro Football Law podcast will go over the divisional round and what happened, but it will also look forward and give you who's the healthiest team left of the four and who's the least healthy team left of the four 
in part two of the Pro Football Doc podcast. Thanks for watching and listening. Appreciate you guys.